Hi guys, I'm Sushmita. Hey guys, I'm Shalini. Welcome to our podcast, Fashionably Awkward. We are two ordinary yet awkward girls in our 20s chatting about reality behind the whimsical world of fashion, marketing and lifestyle. We have lots of stories and tips to share for aspiring designers and fashion enthusiasts around the world. Grab your cup of coffee, tea, water or whatever for this roller coaster ride. First of all, I would like to start this episode by thanking everyone for listening to our previous episode because it was our very first. Yeah, thank you so much for the amazing response and encouraging feedback. We hadn't expected such a great uh, response. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think because most of the people who listened to it were our friends and family. Yeah. So we were quite surprised with the wonderful and interesting ideas that you guys had for us. So thank you once again. So having said that, I I think we should dive into today's topic fashion and covid you guys must be wondering like in which world are these two things related but we got this idea from a recent like video call hangout session with our friends so we were just discussing about how our lifestyle um has changed we were just having this conversation like how everything is covid related and how the pandemic has impacted our life this this episode is going to be all about that so after like having that video call uh, conversation which was quite long uh we just had one question at the end of it for all our friends and that was describe in one word how has your relationship changed with clothing uh during this pandemic and this is what they had to say yes it has changed a bit i have started being a conscious buyer and have started opting for more sustainable clothing options realization of excess buying had seen an immense growth towards comfort monotonous bored with the repetition of clothing styles redundant i've become very practical about my consumption i don't buy unnecessary items or shop on greed anymore and i'm mostly investing in uh, you know long term purchases so that like if i buy a t-shirt so uh, i will be using it for a good amount of time and i'm not buying any polyester fabric or any man made fabric Okay that was quite interesting it's so nice to hear that even though we all are so different and we all have so such different lifestyles but the entire experience of the pandemic was so common when it comes to transformation that they experienced uh, in their lifestyle uh, during the pandemic and post it and how it changed uh, the way they dress up now for me it has also changed quite a lot when i compare it with my past and now like how i treat my relationship with clothing with with my general lifestyle like everyday stuff that i do i have always been a conscious buyer but then it was always unintentional and now that uh, post pandemic i consciously do it i consciously try to choose things that uh, add value to my lifestyle to uh, the collection that I, i already have so before the pandemic my intent was never to save the planet or to choose eco friendly stuff i was never conscious about these stuff i was i used to shop wisely because i wanted to save money and you know be smart in my group to find something really cool in in, in nominal price range and yeah. that, that was the whole goal but then it wasn't in my mind that okay i i am the one who has to save the planet or buy something that is uh, that that would be eco friendly or anything like that for that matter 
but then yeah. post pandemic uh, i have become conscious about when it comes to like i actually go to filter and choose fabrics that are organic and would help to save the planet and then i also choose to buy less obviously for a lot of reasons i choose to buy second hand clothes or uh, take stuff from my friends and uh, my family to to reduce the waste so lifestyle wise also it has changed a lot like i experience i i indulge more in self care yes <laughs> now now like and then uh, i connect with environment more i i spend a lot of time in doing mindful thing instead of just wasting my time uh, in scrolling through instagram or any other app for that matter so exactly. that is quite amusing to experience i had never imagined myself to be like this i think uh, to add to your your point i would like to say ki uh, initially we were not so mindful and even if we were it was not for the right not right reason but it was for a very different reason but now i think we have become more sensitive towards the need to have a better lifestyle and a better uh, wardrobe uh, which is sustainable for everyone and for the planet as well because now we are able to distance ourselves from our everyday life that was earlier going to office and being busy 24/7 yeah, right, right so we can step back and observe that what was not good and what yeah. we have to I feel earlier I was part of the rat race without even thinking about what would be good for me what I want to do that wasn't even a question in my mind but now I I do everything mindfully I choose okay if I'm not happy doing this thing I won't continue doing something that I don't like you know making exactly. my lifestyle choices like if even if I want to revamp my wardrobe I would think twice before doing it I wouldn't just do it in a spur of moment and I think even the point of view has changed in the sense earlier probably not you but some people do it just to show ki oh i am sustainable or oh and this but yeah. now it has become so much internal that for you you do it for you not for others or not yeah, to just show exactly. that, that is, is also an important part i think it is exactly. it is yeah yeah uh, and also if if i talk about my experience uh, it was also quite different so in march i think when uh, first the lockdown started that time we were expecting it to just last for say um, like a week or so yeah uh, we so were, i was we were not ready to <laughs> for it to expand it so long exactly so that time the cases were also more and uh, actually speaking it was a sudden lockdown so i was quite happy at that time that i don't have to get up in the morning and you know select yeah. and understand what i have to wear to the office and you know regular thing that i was doing every day i just needed a break get ready because that was a right. from that so uh, so i was quite comfortable you know wearing my comfy lounge wear around in house and be, and i didn't have to wake up every day and make that decision of what i have to wear or get ready so that was quite relaxing but uh, june and july rolled and even at that time i was quite okay with what i was doing because i really didn't have to make many changes or choices every day of what i have to wear or whatever but that time i really started questioning as to why do we need so much clothes because uh, i was so comfortable in these two three clothes and i looked at my wardrobe each day just opened it and see like there were so many clothes there were more than 400 500 clothes oh and i don't i don't wear like if we in in totality if we take every garment separately yeah, like yeah. 
we like consciously we wanted to contribute in a positive way to this whole thing after exactly. you know experiencing the pandemic and watching all the attending webinar and watching all the documentary yeah, exactly exactly so in conclusion overall what, what i felt was like capsule wardrobe or minimalistic lifestyle is not something that i can achieve suddenly yeah. because i have i'm so habitual to my this lifestyle where i have everything in abundance which is which i am lucky for like grateful for it's not a good uh, good resolution to directly go to a minimalistic or a capsule wardrobe because in that in that process you will end up throwing half or almost most of your clothing and at the end of the day you will miss them after throwing it and yeah. it's not right them in first days because because it directly contradicts the idea of sustainability because sustainability is all about caring about your clothes and wearing them as long as you can and at exactly. the same time regardless of the fabric and like exactly. pe- yeah people think that sustainability is only about choosing right fabric or going with exactly. uh, but it's it's also about what you already have how how long are you going to retain them and you know uh, carefully use them as to reduce the waste and minimize the purchase yeah yeah and also because me and shalini are from fashion background and we live in metropolitan cities we do have to go out so we do need clothes so it's not going to be like oh and like because we are in fashion we want to try out new clothes so we yeah. will have many clothes that is like we cannot escape that uh, because then at the end of the day you'll feel oh why did i adopt this minimalistic Uh, lifestyle so that's exactly. why that you was you do not want to be unhappy about something that you exactly oh. and and so i think uh, to conclude all this what i had what i have decided moving forward is uh firstly buying consciously as uh, shalu also pointed out buying consciously and using consciously and also buying styles that i can style multi- in multiple ways with help of my friends like shalu and uh doing a better job at that and exercising them more better and using everything that i have in my wardrobe which is yeah and also we realize that we shouldn't feel pressed pressurized of repeating our outfits or you know taking stuff from our family or friends like it's totally fine if you they just hand over clothing or their old discarded clothes to you like it's totally fine and you can reuse them and create multiple looks i think we should exactly. normalize these things exactly and and i think uh, in indian culture we do this a lot i think we should yeah. just do it as we, youngsters and continue it Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, this was our tradition, but we shouldn't be like uncool about accepting these things. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. And also one more conclusion, like one more observation that I had uh during it was, why do we need so many jeans? Why do we even wear? <laughs> I was I was surprised that we put. ourselves through wearing those tight jeans every day because i am someone who always wear pants or jeans and now i have started uh, wearing Very a lot of dresses, dresses yeah. Well. yeah yeah so i have found them to be so much more comfortable and so much exactly. more easy. so uh, that is my second promise that i have made to myself that i'll wear more of dresses uh and i'll my i'll split my week into half so half of the week i'll be wearing jeans and half yeah. of the week i'll be wearing dresses 
so that i'm using all styles and i'm staying comfortable at the same time so exactly. that was what i realized like thankfully i was always like i always used to put comfort over style and obviously i love styling but then i always used to put comfort over style and now i feel that like people need to understand that their body needs to breathe you can't wear something uh, uncomfortable and be like okay i enjoy dressing up this way so it's fine like huh. i know it's your personal choice and i shouldn't be commenting on that but i just feel like choose something that you are comfortable in it and you as well also feel stylish you know exactly exactly i think for me i never felt like jeans were uncomfortable until this time because i had gotten matlab uh, i had gotten so used to wearing comfy clothes that i was like oh my oh my god how how will i wear jeans for one hour to gro- go to grocery shopping today was my big question <laughs> so should i dip, i was debating every day ki oh should i wear a dress or today also like i'm not yeah. wear jeans should i wear something else <laughs> instead of a jeans uh, so that's where this was a big realization for me uh, during this covid time yeah so in conclusion i feel that your mind is not going to consciously choose things that you want to do you know and make you conscious about your surrounding or your lifestyle or clothing choices you have to train your mind to be conscious and be mindful of what you're doing with your life with your buying choices hmm, exactly and i think it's not just about like how you use it like how you be mindful of what you use or what you have and how carefully you are using it but it's also about questioning how you are consuming so exactly. the fashion industry works on the customer demands uh, and customer trends that they are expecting from the fashion industry so if True. we question what we use what we consume how we consume it i think we will see a lot a of difference in, yeah in the fashion industry and how they work so i think we should be really careful of how we consume what we consume, we consume. and it's the change that starts with only one person and that is you so please so here's to hoping for a better future for everyone so we cannot conclude this topic without talking about the most uh, trendy hot accessories of 2020 <laughs> face mask <laughs> yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our saving grace yeah, of the year it is it is so what i feel is that the concept of wearing mask and gloves is not totally alien to us like you know as we have been part yeah. of this industry for so long and i think it's part of our job to constantly observe things around us and read and see in terms of styling costume and everything but also yeah. apart from that we ha- like all of us read about it that in 1918 the world was hit by similar kind of pandemic spanish flu like yeah so- exactly so i think uh, i was uh, looking through a lot of articles and videos uh, before we started uh, recording this podcast so um, what i found was actually during that time people used to use a very different kind of mask which yeah. was quite interesting so uh, during the first pan- uh, pandemic what they thought was the virus is spreading through you know air and smell so they yeah, they were not sure about the source of it yeah because the researchers were still researching and finding out uh, new stuff so what they were using that time is they used to use bandage cloth around mm-hmm. their mouths 
and they used to wrap it around their whole face yeah uh, posing like the upper part from the eye so that was the initial concept of a mask and then uh, gradually as they learned more about sanitary and hygiene uh, mm-hmm. during a pandemic they started uh, developing and designing masks that had different strings that you could tie around your head and tie around your ears so that was the development that we saw during the world wars uh, in 1920s almost yeah. so gradually you see that a product that was designed for utility has transformed into something that is again for utility but uh, the designing is done in a such a way that it it eases the way that it is been used by people so that is a really great development then mask also trickled down from different industries during this time n95 masks as we know now are mm-hmm. very helpful to prevent covid were initially used in the in the mining industry they wanted a mask that is strong enough so that the workers uh, do not uh, inhale the gases in from the surrounding yeah yeah where they're working mining, so that's yeah. why industrial use but then uh, because they were effective there people started using it in medical scenarios as well so it was effective there also so that the patients do not transmit any kind of disease to the doctor and vice versa yeah exactly and now we see that uh, it has transcended from medical and trickled down to uh, industrial the fashion and, fashion and it has become important uh, part of our daily lives so uh, basically everything in fashion a uh, staple are actually uh, have actually come in fashion and and have a deep rooted utility aspect to them uh, which is very important uh, to understand exactly um, and also yeah. the spanish flu i i feel that if you go through articles and uh, videos you will see that how they had so many variations of masks like you explained earlier so even the health department at times stated to wear like you know to include veil in their outfit for women especially because they yeah. thought that uh, there are different kind of fabrics that can protect you from getting contaminated or contracting uh, airborne diseases or viruses uh, from your surrounding so uh, it was like a proper statement from health department to ordering the females to wear a veil while going out yeah exactly since because some of the fabrics are so like heavy and so opaque and you know not breathable so a lot of fashion uh, brands came to their rescue and they came out with very innovative yeah. and yeah innovative and creative ways to use a certain kind of fabrics that are more breathable and uh, you know see through so that it becomes easier for them to move around in waves yeah and i think uh, we design uh, new products and new things they initially start with the basic uh, for the product they evolve into something that is more comfortable for the user more yeah. uh, user so i think that is a very interesting aspect for yeah. designers to understand yeah, for, you know, for everyone like from industry or regular people or manufacturer whoever is into this business of creating masks they first think of you know securing yourself from the disease or you know making something that would first protect you and then they get into the idea of innovating it or creating something mm-hmm. that would be more than uh, yeah exactly and i think now like in this one year we have seen so many transformation in terms True. of how masks are made and in this one year that one staple evolved so much there are so many variations that we will be talk about uh, next segment yeah and also 
also like not just spanish flu and we have also like seen uh, so many movies wherein we have seen exactly. gloves and masks to be you know important part, part of the costume I mean, those were used just to accentuate the outfit, but uh, that time we didn't consider that okay, it would be an integral part of our life, or you will have to wear it to protect yourself. But we were just seeing them as you know something that would enhance the whole look and make it more uh, pleasing. Yeah. So this is also true for gloves as well. So gloves were also. Right. a part of styling initially yeah. right yeah so when we speak about gloves like we have seen movies movies like pretty women where julia roberts wear these elbow length gloves to transform her look and uh, movies like titanic <laughs> where uh, kate winslet was seen wearing uh, gloves to ac- accentuate the outfit and then when we speak about like recent uh content then we have seen crown and bridgerton wherein we see period drama portraying outfits from that era so that is quite interesting yeah. to see like gloves being integral part of the outfit even though it wasn't considered to be like utility or i think during that time uh, or what i would imagine uh, is people use, used to always associate gloves to being something that is used only by royals or something used yeah, by yeah superior or cream class. class yeah they never thought yeah, that regular people can go out wearing mask or i have people. i have an interesting fact to add to this you know so for while we were watching crown and the queen whenever she goes on out for her public duties she it was mandatory for her to wear gloves So, exactly. so she has this tradition wherein she conducts audience, wherein she meets regular people, goes out and she uh, shakes hand with people. So that time she wears gloves in order to, you know, protect herself protect from, her. yeah, contracting any virus or disease. I, I just feel that was the smartest thing to do, and I don't only feel that Queen was really like way ahead of rest of us. That's a really yeah. great observation, Shalu. Actually, <laughs> it is like when I think about in res- retrospect, you can actually say that Kuyu was the smartest. Yeah, probably she was the inventor, the trendsetter for gloves. So to add to this conversation, I think there's a interesting aspect, cultural aspect of masks, uh, as to how masks transcended different cultures in different countries. Uh, one of the interesting observation that I had observed is in China, face covering due to health reason was uh, something that was started in the plague of 1910. So in China, it's a common practice to wear masks, and not wearing one is considered to be very careless and very selfish. so it's a very normal thing wearing a mask in china so that was interesting for me to observe and to read about yeah i believe uh, in most of the east asian countries like wearing mask you know uh, is way before covid it, it has been part of their lifestyle or culture they considered it as a medical accessories or because 
like mask has always been an integral part of their uh, lifestyle it's a normal thing to cover their face uh, even while like while running for an errand or uh, whenever they would get sick and uh, i have also studied somewhere i i don't remember but you know these korean stars they would wear masks to avoid getting spotted by their fans that was like part of their traveling or and that that was quite interesting to know and i feel uh, in cities like hong kong the women didn't have to make it mandatory to wear masks during pandemic because they had already adopted the culture you know so uh, i think that is why these countries were ahead of their time and they were able to bend the curve in a much shorter time in comparison to other other cities. countries yeah exactly so in america what i had observed and studied about is in some parts of america and in some parts of uh, europe the culture of wearing masks started in the 1980s during the spanish flu and uh, that was only observed during those period like during those pandemics yeah. but after that of wearing masks and yeah. that culture is not acceptable to cover your face that is not the social conduct so that was quite interesting to see the contradiction of how cultures have adopted it and not adopted it of india we also have a few example i think delhi has something like yeah that. so when i was in delhi like uh, i saw people especially during winters they would wear a mask while going for their morning walks and it was actually recommended by the doctor to avoid pollution or any airborne disease or viruses because winter season is really terrible in delhi the pollution level goes really high exactly and i also saw many people were choosing to leave the city and you know resettle somewhere else just because of the pollution and and you see how like one thing has forced people to start wearing certain accessories like uh, mask so i also have one more observation similar to this i think shalu uh, add to this mm-hmm. so we both being in pune uh, for our college uh, yeah. so there actually a very normal thing where people cover their faces with scarves yeah uh, they it use is to, you know they look really funny but they use this yeah especially girls yeah whenever they yeah. would go out they would just cover their face with scarf and it was so new to me when i had moved from rachi to pune like instead of wearing helmet they would choose scarf to cover their exactly. face while riding a bike exactly and it was new for me also so they used to cover their faces with this huge scarves and the scarf was actually very long yeah uh, so they used to use it for the same reason like pollution but there the pollution was because there are many two wheelers in uh, the city of pune so to protect themselves from the pollution of the two wheelers they used to wear masks so that their skin is fine and they don't breathe um, yeah. like all the pollution polluted air uh, so Uh, we have seen like there is lot of difference in yeah different reasons and the way people adapt this also so after observing all this and after you know discussing all this i think one question that comes to my mind is why does mass stay in has stayed in one culture and why it did not stay in other culture this is a very broader question that we should Uh, ask ourselves as yeah, to yeah something to think about like why why some people find it easy to adopt it, the culture and why for some people it becomes really difficult to uh, save yeah. themselves and also protect others when they are sick or something yeah exactly i mean uh, it takes a lot for a, a product to be integrated with the culture of a 
country or a city so that is a really interesting aspect so i think so uh, if you guys have any observation related to this cultural difference of mask and how it has intervened into some cultures and not in other cultures or countries uh, do let us know you know dm us comment on our uh, podcast and we'll be happy to you know learn from you guys if you are from other cultures other cities and countries do let us know uh, how mask is a part of your culture or if it is not um so so the sudden demand in the need of these masks in terms of mask production was uh, very difficult for fashion industry it was really uh, difficult to produce them in such a short period of time supply chain as we know it because uh, generally supply chain is very global but due to uh, due to the lockdown certain countries couldn't get raw material and production in place at the right time yeah everything had stopped and i feel that at the initial stage of the pandemic fashion brands brands were not really part of this entire process of manufacturing masks and providing it to everyone like they didn't uh, come in the picture in the initial stage as the pandemic started because for obvious reason there were so like uh, rules and guidelines applied by the government that we all were supposed to follow at that point of time yeah, exactly and at the customers and the ability and the appetite to shop for the customer like you and me yeah. uh, was really less because we were not going out nor do we had to dress up so we did we were not shopping for clothes and accessories anymore exactly so the whole business as we know like the fashion industry as we know had to come uh, to a stop suddenly so that was quite challenging yeah also like we didn't really know in what ways we all can contribute you know to make exactly. things better for everyone i'm speaking for everyone like for fashion industry for regular people we didn't know what was our role but also shalu one more thing that was a uh, quite interesting is uh, this sudden demand was also good for some designers as it was a great way to offset their losses in revenues that they faced because they started production of masks in their local uh, shops and stores and boutique stores so i think that is also an interesting part of yeah, this whole supply chain and also i think most of these small brands because they are so small they could be really agile to work and change and pivot from their uh, category of production and right. produce what was in demand at that time right at that second yeah they um, had to sustain in the market and this was a good financial opportunity for them in order to retail in the market exactly and i also saw some designers who were being very innovative they also could you know uh, overcome the shortcomings that they were facing in terms of the supply and raw material of fabric they started using their old collections and reusing uh, small bits and pieces that were left to, uh, to you know make and design these yeah, masks yeah yeah very innovative to use le- leftover fabric or dead stock for that matter to recreate exactly. something that would uh, help other people to save their life feel uh, this is the story of small and boutique stores but on the other side big international brands also followed this pursuit and they also started stepping up uh, so what i read uh, recently was that hc uh, reportedly said that they sold mm-hmm. almost 346 million masks in 3 months for a category that never existed in the first place few months prior to this so you can see the drastic change in the demand and supply in just few months and 
and this was an impact for a like for a big brand like Etsy. But if you and think about like small businesses, for them such kind of business is really great because then they have a chance at retaining their business for a longer period of time. Initially, there wasn't a lot of demand of masks when mm. the pandemic uh, started because a lot of people exactly. were staying at home. We were not heading out. So, but. Still, there were a lot of frontline workers or essential workers that were going, heading out every day. And at that time, they needed masks on daily basis. Like there were shortage of supply and demand was really high. That time, right. uh, designers like Nita Lula, she realized that okay, few days before the lockdown, like she had this thought that okay, so uh, there is going to be a situation in near future when supply is going to be really low and demands are going to be high. And she started producing masks in her own production house, uh, following all the safety regulations. She like uh, produced around 800, 2000 masks to just donate it to um, hospital workers, taxi drivers, and uh, and then that, that happened in Mumbai. Then there there was a designer in Delhi called Pallavi Mohan who was doing the same. Both established and small brand joined this wagon, and the bandwidth was so great, so interesting to see that they, regardless of class, creed, gender, everyone was just helping to contribute to the society. And I also think, Shalini, uh, we also have an example uh, from like our friends and family. Right. So uh, we know a couple of our friends who have their own businesses. Uh, yeah, they are startups. Uh, and they're doing yeah. really great. Yeah, they are small start who had to really uh, pivot according to the demand from their customers. So uh, one of our friends who has a fashion accessory brand called Anira, she had to change change the products that she was offering to mask suddenly so uh, that was great and that was due to the customer demand uh, exactly. at that time so i think uh, that is where we see the real flexibilities of designers and the um, and the capability that they have uh, to adopt the changing demands and needs of the market yeah. i think even you know one of your friends was doing something like that yeah so during the pandemic i was also helping our college friends uh, who who have recently started their brand i, I think right before the pandemic they had started a, their brand yeah called disha and mega so i was helping them these guys they only uh, produce clothes that are like made to order or you know custom made custom clothing yeah so uh, for them it was a real challenge to sustain in the market and they also started getting orders for masks and that was the time that they took the charges stepped up and uh, started mass producing masks to to meet the requirement exactly exactly so this reminds me that recently like few months back i had seen this debate that was going on on instagram um, about like the pricing of these masks so there was yeah. some designers a set of designers who were uh, selling expensive masks online and people were really questioning as to how can they you know uh, sell these masks at such a higher price um, th- so that was really interesting to see all the comments that people had. I, I was quite intrigued by the discussion and debate that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what is your opinion on all of all of this happening what do you think see i feel that one can't really comment on this because there are so many factors that in, that is involved in deciding a price of a product so there are like government policies then the fabric that has been used uh, all sorts of raw material for that matter and then workers cost production cost everything they consider while deciding a price and then it also depends on uh, what customer demands so initially like when there was need of masks people were opting for uh, regular masks medical masks they were not really bothered about the look and feel of the mask but once everything got like once we were used to the situation everything started uh, getting normal and uh, though like mask had become a staple uh, fashion accessories in our daily lives then we then we started focusing on other aspect of it like the color exactly. design feel and then customers started demanding different uh, kinds of masks they wanted printed uh, something matching to their outfit so that time you know these uh, brands and designers they uh, like actually come up with uh, ideas and different innovative creative innovations yeah innovations to uh, cater to their clients and um, exactly. obviously they will consider all the factors to decide the price of the product and uh, they are not going to sell uh, a printed mask at same price as the regular one so i think there are a lot of factors to uh, attach to this yeah. discussion lot of layers exactly yeah adding to your point i would also like to say that there's a lot of uh, divide in our country in terms of rich and poor there's a big gap and if some people are uh, able to afford these masks and if this brand xyz brand is able to survive their business and yeah. if we have cash in the economy of our country i think it's a win-win yeah. situation for all so this is really a debate or a question for this particular brand or whose customer so it's really up to them if they want to buy expensive masks they can buy if they don't want to they cannot because uh, now in market if you go you can find a mask right from say 10 rupees to uh, 1000 10000 rupees so yeah, exactly. that is that really depends upon you what kind well, of yeah, price what is your budget uh, yeah what can you afford what is feasible for you it totally depends on a person what kind of mask he or she could afford themselves exactly, exactly. Uh, we really cannot comment sitting here ki what price yeah, should be done for a particular mask but yeah i just found that debate was interesting so i wanted to know your insights yeah. about the same so it is interesting yeah. maybe we can conduct a poll over our instagram to know other people's opinion on this because it is quite interesting oh yes so that's a great idea actually shalini so yeah we would put up some mask and let us know what you guys think and how they should be priced now let's discuss about the fascinating mass trends that we spotted during and post pandemic uh, so now that we have seen that mask has become a fashion staple and uh, i believe that a lot of fashion staple uh, were once you know created as a utility product like for instance jeans were used like created for mine workers boots were once exactly. used at at a battlefield so it is quite interesting to see like how these products evolve and become you know a part of our daily lives so uh, i feel 
uh, same theory will apply for mask because it is going to stay there for longer period of time so uh, like as we call these product as staple products so people expect a lot of innovation in them you know they don't want right. to just have right. regular uh, product for their daily use so it, it is like interesting to see like how mask have yeah they have evolved and been like uh, designers have been using innovative ways to make them more interesting uh, brands have come up with very nice alternative ways to include uh, expression or maybe uh, make masks so appealing mood. that yeah they would communicate your mood or sort of make it more expressive I like like different prints on mask and like some fun prints abstract prints then uh, chains attached to your mask then you have detachable masks and they also consider like neat comfort and how they would prefer something that would be easy to wear so like elastic right. mask, masks are uh, quite like uh, came out with an alternative tie back mask that was cool thing to see uh, yeah, in the market exactly. What have you observed from your end like that you would like to include in this Yeah so I have seen many different types of uh, interesting innovative masks I was quite surprised that people you know could innovate in such a short period of time almost approximately one year uh, so uh, I saw many um, mm-hmm. digitally uh, technologically advanced masks so yeah. there are few masks that are designed in a way that you can express your emotion through the colors and through uh emojis uh, on the mask itself and they are fully digital so it really shows the mood of the people the need to be um, connected the need to have uh, a connective wear integrate with your normal everyday clothing there are masks that can detect your breathing like say uh, what is your mood like uh, and depict it through different colors so i think uh, it really t- uh, tells a lot about how you want to wear something that has a hidden connectivity to you to your body through technology and you know helps the wearer a lot and gives more insight to the wearer about him or her yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was one style that was quite interesting there were also many different types of masks that i saw where they are connected to your backpacks or to mm-hmm. your uh, caps or hoods of the jackets so that really tells a lot and depicts a lot about how people want to be prepared all the time it is the most essential oh, yeah, part of yeah yeah interesting observation yeah yeah they they want products that make them feel ready for anything so they want something that makes them feel prepared confident comfortable uh, they want tactile comfortability uh, they also want they have a lot of survival instincts right now because they know it's important to be healthy they want their clothing to depict their mask to depict a defined uh, type of utility uh, that the future yeah, uh, requires yeah like uh, all the colors and prints that we are, we have been seeing on these masks actually they they also convey you know that optimistic hues are like huge part of our uh, lifestyle these days need. because yeah need yeah, of the yeah. uh, because what we have been through so people are like these abstract tactile prints are basically conveying that people are choosing fun over functionality like instead of you know everybody is uh, diverting from their uh, signature style and taste they are picking up something which exactly. 
yeah originally they wouldn't would not have so that is quite interesting and also like uh, i saw a um, few brands like when when i was going through videos spring summer collection like rahul mishra's collection uh, butterfly people had showcased few masks mm. that were actually uh, conveying his state of mind during the pandemic and right. it it was basically a clear depiction of emotional maximalism because right. all the elements were you know in relevance to togetherness and were actually sim- symbolic to what we were going through at that particular point of time i would also like to add to this uh, i also saw many designs of mars that were based on the idea of the having uh, nostalgia about the old times that we mm-hmm. had where we could really go out and communicate and be together with people uh, it had a sense of nostalgia in terms of how it was designed and uh, there was also part of the design where uh, it spoke a lot about uh, the phase of recovery uh, for you mm-hmm. so many people have been already affected uh, due to covid and we don't know what other problems we might face due to uh, the infection or the disease uh, so uh, the mood of the people currently is to you know uh, recover from all the all the loss that they had suffered during this time so that was depicted very perfectly with few of the designs that i had seen on the runway as well mm-hmm. and also i feel it's a interesting question or a debate that everyone has uh, right now that is mars going to stay around even after we are completely vaccinated uh, for covid or do designers today have a new challenge or a new accessory that they have to design every time with their outfits or is it just go, uh, going to go away uh, with the vaccination the mass speak a lot about the idea of uh, individualism and self expression which are two main important aspects of fashion and styling and yeah. our being as a whole right yeah it is it is like we are still in this debate as to like how mask can be uh, more than just you know face cover- covering element it is uh, yeah. going to be like is it going to be something that would conceal our identity or become our identity you know one of the french designer recently did a photo series so it is it would be quite interesting to see like how innovative or uh, creative brands will become with time in order to create mask of course it yeah, would be interesting exactly. for us to discuss about the upcoming trends in our future episodes and know more about it yeah so if you guys you know like what we had discussed right now we, we have attended lots of webinars you know we just were curious to know what uh, the future hold in terms of fashion and trends so we have lots of insights and notes that we had created uh, so if you would like to listen about it on this podcast do let us know on our uh, dms or uh, comments uh, on instagram uh, and we would surely would like to get into yeah. it and discuss more about them so let's begin with the most fun section of our episode rapid fire round so do you want to <laughs> yes yeah yeah great so be ready and this time we need rapid answer sharadi so are okay, you ready okay. <laughs> yes yes okay so here you go which was one of your favorite 
uh, outfit or clothing item during the lockdown anyone uh, my pajamas obviously <laughs> okay name one trend during the lockdown that was completely senseless according to you uh, to be honest a zoom shirt like next which is one food trend that you tried during the lockdown banana bread which was one show that you were glued to during the uh, lockdown shit's creek honestly david you david we last question mm-hmm. uh, what was your happy hour during the lockdown playing with my dog obviously like it was such a soothing moment i used to thoroughly enjoy it like being with him okay so now it's your turn are you ready yes first question what would you choose a life before covid or after covid i think before before all right are you a conscious buyer or impulsive buyer now yeah now definitely more conscious all right uh, are you a minimalist or maximalist like considering now i think mid midway between both of them <laughs> makes sense so mask or no mask no mask My god all my lipsticks are going to waste so really? no man definitely duh oh <laughs> shit we do not share same thoughts so i would go for like mask because i love it when people they generally also they do not recognize me but with mask oh my god it becomes my life becomes so easy to get away with anything yeah yeah in some scenarios like i do understand that happiness but at the same time i have so many lipsticks so many shades that yeah, i get you wear them i know i get all washed your, off your love for makeup i know like very well aware acha one favorite song or maybe playlist uh, from pandemic I think Taylor Swift uh, came out with one of her albums so from that I really loved uh, the song Willow now that we are done with our rapid fire round let's move on to a brand new segment that is fashionably awkward stories in this segment we will be telling about our fashionably awkward stories that we and our friends have experienced but there's a slight twist in this uh, segment we will be only explaining our stories in just three words But if you want to find out what the actual story was, head on to our Instagram to find out what it was exactly. So uh, let's dive in. Okay, so Shalini, you go first. Okay, um, drench in water, lake, and no spare clothes. Guess now. <laughs> That is an interesting story. It is. It I is. want to know. <laughs> okay. So my three words or sentences are: uh, first is hanging out with friends, mm-hmm. second is vintage shirt DIY gone wrong, last is uh, major fashion emergency. All right, interesting. <laughs> I would be guessing it whole week. So let's move on to our last segment, that is Instagram shout out. And today, I, uh, a page that I'm going to give a shout out to is uh, Alex L. uh also known as a- alexandra l she she is an author uh, of the book after the rain so with my journey with mindfulness and healing i've been following her page and uh, it's been a, a true guideline to as as to what to do with my life and i'm i'm really grateful that i was introduced to this page through instagram oh that's wonderful and i think so uh 
all of us can use a little bit of you know help from this page to uh, definitely this time. yeah definitely uh so my instagram shout out for this episode would be uh, zero waste david that's a instagram page uh, which is run by a designer who makes or designs clothes from all the waste material that is left out out from clothing after mm-hmm. uh, garments are cut for manufacturing so he really uses like even the most smallest scraps of fabric that is even like 1 cm or half a cm so all these small small fabrics he uses them to create like nice sweatshirts to see Would the video love to check his page so with this we are done with our second okay, episode so let's roll the outro music Thank you for being a part of our fashionably awkward banter. You can listen to this podcast on all podcasting platforms such as Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast. Drop us a 5-star rating and comment. Let us know what it is that you would like us to talk about on this podcast. Or you can text us on 984. <laughs> Just kidding. You can get in touch with us on Instagram at fashionably.awkward. We are super active on Insta so come say hi. Do else.